When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Friday? Yes, it's oh. Friday. On the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Yes. Okay. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, who is playing with his buttons. It's not Bradley Trainer, but I wish it was touching his buttons. Hey, um, touch your own buttons, kids. I don't know that that is the appropriate segue into our first story. Oh God, Holly! What does Holly have to do with it? She, that was her button. Oh, okay, Holly. It's hard for me because I don't know who's touching what buttons. Uh, well, that's part of the. The reason we have this segment. It's true. Um, we got to talk about Marilyn Manson again. So Ugh, this is a story that has yuck. been developing throughout the week. It really started with a conversation with Evan Rachel Wood, um, disclosing that the person who she had been speaking of, that she had been in a re- abusive relationship with um, in her late teens, early 20s, was Marilyn Manson. Then more than uh, more, more people stepped forward to talk about their... Um, experiences in relationship with Marilyn Manson. And I, I won't even get into the details, I, but he, he's a no good, very bad person, according to these yeah. um, allegations. Very shocking and tragic. Well, what's really interesting is first, first we learned that his label dropped him. And um, I almost went down this road yesterday when we talked about that. But it wasn't until I saw this article uh, in People magazine that talks about Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. uh, talking about Marilyn Manson yep. that it like crystallized this for me. And I thought, OK, now we do need to talk about this. So on Thursday, so that was yesterday, uh, Phoebe Bridgers revealed that she and, and she did this over Twitter, that she went to Marilyn Manson's house when she was a teenager with some friends. Mm hmm. The tweet goes like this. I went to Marilyn Manson's house when I was a teenager with some friends. I was a big fan. He referred to a room in his house as the rape room. I thought it was just this horrible frat boy sense of humor, but I stopped being a fan. And then she said, I stand with everyone who came forward. But what's interesting is, then she goes on to say in another tweet, the label knew, management knew, the band knew distancing themselves now pretending to be shocked and horrified is bleeping pathetic and i thought you know that's exactly what i was thinking yesterday when we talked about the label 
dropping him. When we talked about his management trying to distance themselves, when we even when we talked about band members or members of other bands that were at one time close to Marilyn Manson, talking about these allegations as though they'd known all along, anybody who is pretending as though they did not know this, who was in the inner circle, is lying to us. And is trying to save their own face right now. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is very predictable. This has happened many times, you know, after Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, you name it. And the lesson that Bill Cosby taught us was that <clears throat> these individuals uh, do not exist in a bubble or in a vacuum. Actually, is a better way to put it. They um, are able to do what they're able to do precisely because people enable them to do it. It is not to take away the responsibility of the individual, in this case, Marilyn Manson, for his actions, but to say that his actions were made um, or were allowed to continue beyond a reasonable period of time. Well, there is no reasonable period of time, but what I'm saying is beyond a... um, He was able to continue perpetrating things against people, allegedly, right? He has not been tried in a court but has made statements in the public and we've heard credible allegations from people in the public that indicate we should be concerned if those allegations are true like people like bill cosby he was able to do those things precisely because there were so many people around him who were comfortable with that insofar as doing something contrary would get in the way of their access and or um, connection to him. Mm -hmm. So he was able to do that stuff because people allowed him to continue to do it because they wanted access or they wanted proximity or they wanted or I mean, quite possibly they were afraid uh, or they were cowardly. Um, But I think it's probably more complicated than just a bunch of people cowering in the you know shadows i think it's probably a lot more of society in general didn't have much taste for uh the victims of these particular crimes right like right we didn't we i mean we i guarantee that we or anybody else talking on the radio 20 years ago would be far more critical of the people alleging this behavior than the people alleged to have committed this behavior specifically because um marilyn manson held the position of power in this he was the famous one he was the um uh, and anybody who came forward to accuse him of him of such behavior this is what makes what emboldens a uh perpetrator like marilyn manson to continue to abuse is that um at a different time, people might not believe the accusers because maybe they are like Evan Rachel Wood was not at the level of Marilyn Manson or um, any number of the other people whose voices have come forward talking about uh, experiences they've had with um, with um, Marilyn Manson. I mean, and, you know, you can tease it out to other celebrities talking about even army hammer some of the the people who have come forward just to accuse him of certain behaviors are are relative unknowns and so in a different time right before the me too movement we might have written voices like that off because 
people might have thought they were doing it for their own well, publicity, also we just et cetera. Don't, we just didn't have a taste of um, listening to victims of crime. Right. If if they were women and if it was sexual in nature, because a woman that is a victim of a sexual crime 20 years ago, I mean, even five years ago, probably, but I feel like there is just increasingly been... Um, you know, a change in evolution. And part of that is the Me Too movement. But part of it is also that there are more people controlling media today than there were then. I mean, you had a very finite number of people who could publish stories like these. Uh, um, There were no platforms really for victims to be heard in a way that they're able to be heard today through social media. Like the system is just such that we are predisposed, not predisposed, but we are able now to hear things that we weren't even you know most of us just didn't even think about or think about too clearly or critically because we didn't really need to because i guarantee somebody evan rachel wood would have come out and then there would have been like you know a bunch of talking heads on um you know whether it's cable news or even mainstream media uh, or i should say network news giving you the 12 reasons why you should be critical of evan rachel wood right and and now we have for example in this tweet directly from the mouth of phoebe bridgers we would not have that would have had to go through gatekeepers 20 years ago Mm -hmm. but with twitter as you said with the dawn of um social media now we have the ability to hear directly from uh, a person what their actual experience was Mm -hmm. so there's a number more willing to hear it yeah Yeah, so it's a combo platter. It's that we're more willing to hear it, and it's possible without them going through the gatekeepers. Um, But but the point that she makes about the fact that the uh, that his label knew, that the management knew, that all of those people knew. Again, it's like you said, Bradley. This is something that we learned specifically with um, with Bill Cosby, but also with Harvey Weinstein. That there were parties all along that were making it possible. Uh, for the perpetrator to perpetrate. Yeah, and I imagine as the story comes out, and again, we're just in the early stages of hearing about Marilyn Manson's um, alleged, uh, well, I would guess you'd call it criminal behavior. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious to see where, what what happens in that regard. But also, as we get further down the line, I imagine we're going to hear from people who uh, saw the enablers or who were the enablers Mm -hmm. of that behavior. So more shall be revealed. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of, we have breaking news. What is it? Sadly. What? I'm sure Holly has seen this and we'll probably talk about it in the Dirt Alert. Christopher Plummer passed away. (gasps) No way. Yeah, at the age of 91. Oh my gosh, I hadn't gotten that alert yet. Oh, what a sad loss. Let me just double check that that's the case, because the Wikipedia, I don't think, has been updated yet. And that's usually like... Oh, no, it has. Okay. Well, and Deadline.com, The Guardian, and The New York Post all reporting this. So we'll go with all those. So he has passed away at the age of 91. Of course, Christopher Plummer. Many would remember him from The Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. And so much more, which I'm sure we will talk about with Elizabeth. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, When we come back, speaking of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on my talk one. 1071. The one and only Elizabeth Reese has arrived with so many dirty pieces of dirt. Um, it's a dirt alert. 
Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, guys. Hello. Happy Friday. Nice Happy to be with Friday you. Happy Friday to you and it also with you. Friday. It feels good to be Friday. Doesn't it? Even though, like, what are we all doing this weekend? I know. Nothing. Nothing, really. Do we ever for do yourselves, anything? you guys, there is a big football game on on Sunday, and oh, I that's am going to watch it. I'm going to master my air fryer. Um, I already told ooh, you about this. Yes. Listen, you, you got to get excited. Oh, I found a really good recipe for chicken wings. Yeah. Chicken wings in the air fryer. It's like the best. This is what I've heard. Thighs as well. Send it over. Okay. I would like it. You're probably going to need to post it somewhere else, too. I will. I yeah. Will. Very exciting. Um, Nick Cannon is back to hosting Wild and Out after his public apology. So he's back on VH1 in case you were wondering, where do you find VH1? I don't know, but you can tackle that. Why yourself. did I feel like, does he not have COVID now? Um, I don't know. He Am made anti-Semitic comments on his podcast. Oh, that's right. Remember that over yeah. the summer? So yeah. Viacom and CBS fired him for that. Um, and then he got his job back. He apologized. An MTV Entertainment Group spokesperson says, Nick has not only apologized and taken responsibility for his comments, but he has also worked to educate himself and others through engagement with Jewish leaders and on his platforms. Those efforts are of the utmost importance, and that's why we have invited him to rejoin our team. So, you know, I, listen, here's what I will. Well, here's what I will respect is that they are clear. They've given him a second chance and they clearly wanted some deliverables from him. Right. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, it's all there tricky. are there are different standards for all sorts of different people. This is just the way that it has it has been throughout. I mean, throughout Me Too, throughout all sorts of things, right? True. You can see one person being fired and being canceled for something that someone else has said or done that is, and they continue to do their job. Um, and then there's these types of gray areas. I would hope that we could get to a point where everyone who has said something or done something that is offensive could apologize, learn from it and move right. forward. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's what we all would like. Yeah. I just wanted to close the loop on what I said about him uh, testing positive. Cause I remembered that I had seen a headline about this, um, that he tested positive for COVID-19. He is the host of the masked singer. Oh yeah. That's and right. so Nisi Nash will be filling in for him while he recovers Oh, on that. Okay. Yeah. So right. anyway, um, Olivia Wilde it has a clear policy when it comes to directing movies I that read she this. should date her uh, <laughs> actors. No, no bleep holes allowed. <laughs> oh, I can no. say one of the yeah. words at a time, but not. I'll both, say I the think. A. You say the. Thank you. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, she fired Shia LaBeouf. And so that is why this is coming to light. So Shia LaBeouf was originally cast in Harry Styles's role in her second directorial project, which is Don't Worry, Darling. And um, she fired him because his attitude on set clashed with Olivia Wilde's policy. I'm talking about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. She didn't fire Harry Styles. What? She's dating. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Harry Styles. What I believe she's saying is that uh, Shia LaBeouf is one of those bleep hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said the no bleep hole policy, it puts everybody on the same level. And then she said, I also noticed as an actress for years how the hierarchy of set separated the actors from the crew in this very strange way that serves no one. I think actors would actually like to know more about what's happening there when you're pulling my focus. What is that lens change? But the idea of don't bother the actors and keep them separate and don't look at them, I think it makes everyone quite anxious. Mm. I think this is interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is showing her experience on sets and on movie sets and then how as she as a director wants to challenge the way that that movie making has been done and how the teams have worked on things. I think she's absolutely right. If you don't involve the crew in things and there's this separation how can yeah. you really have um have a project be its true best well and i imagine there's a tendency to create that separation which seems arbitrary but it still becomes and you would know this probably more than any of us elizabeth because you work on a set every day that you know that boundary seems rather artificial and you know once you actually interact yeah. with the people that are there on set it's well, and it's also an just been an different. excuse for people on camera to be jerks to people yeah. who are behind the camera yeah. and to keep this separation like what they do is so much more important. And so then they can treat people badly and make a ton mm. more money. Yeah. Welcome to our society. Elizabeth. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I do like Olivia Wilde's uh, mindset here. I think this is good. No bleep. Holes. Um, mm-hmm. I was really excited to talk to you about uh, Rebel Wilson's relationship. I know that fake thing. That the fake end thing of that fake the thing. end of that fake thing where she broke up with her boyfriend via text and according to he- the headline on Us Weekly she blindsided him and so I just want you to know that I did bring that to the Jason and Alexis morning show today what and, did they say? and I told them that this was fully a fake publationship <gasps> and that the and it actually sort of enrages me oh, because it was you. like the only it the narrative that Rebel Wilson got this hot boyfriend and then got the power to just break up with him via text message because she lost weight. Yes, thank you. You are on board. Welcome to the Cobra Gang. (laughs) Your t-shirt is is in the the mail. mail. I can't wait to get it. I am so proud of you. Do you feel like that was really good? And it not only... That's exactly what we... I went even further than I normally do, which is like to understand the narrative, but then to be outraged by it, then I really felt like I was in your club. We are so proud of you. Okay, so at the end of the second hour, that is what we're talking about, how she has this whole thing, like now that she's lost weight, she can just dump men left and right and treat them like dirt. It bugs me. It's horrible, is what it is. Yeah. And it's just, it's fake. Well, and it's so lazy. It is so lazy. It is like It is like a Jennifer Weiner book. Yes, you're right. And, you know, the other thing was I was on board with Rebel Wilson when she was like, this is my year of health. Yes, this is. And I loved that because we talked about that at the beginning of last year where she said, you know, I like to do like a year of something. And this is my year of health where I'm just going to really prioritize myself and I'm going to figure out what makes me feel good and what makes me have the best energy. And it didn't 
feel initially like it was this cheap weight loss ploy, but I think yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're home. Shoot, you're dog. home. We love you. We love you. I love you too. We're the so feeling proud. is certainly mutual. I'm so proud. Hug it out. Uh, NBC laid off uh, E's entire staff of the show in the room, hosted by Jason Kennedy. The entire staff, massive restructuring going on over there. Okay. First of all, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it, I mean, it, Jason Kennedy did the show. Uh, the staff had been helping out in other areas too. There's another show called Pop of the Morning. Um, and E! News, we know those have been canceled as a result of the economic havoc that the pandemic has caused. But I would argue that E! News has struggled long before that. Yeah. 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 Because when you, I mean, people are, are over these shows where they like tease the whole story and then the story is 20 seconds long. Well, I also, I mean, if I'm being honest, I also think um, the world has evolved beyond um entertainment news that is told by the entertainers yeah yeah you know and when it's just headline after headline because you get the headlines anywhere i right. mean let's let's toot the horn of my talk 1071 here because the reason why it's entertaining to listen to entertainment news at my talk is because the conversation then spurs off about life in general right, right. yeah But they can't do that on E. They don't do that at all. And they're subservient to the celebrities and their teams to to put out the news that makes them, that tells the story that they want and need to tell. And then they never have the time to really delve into something. So they're just sort of glossing over things that that don't feel good of what they say. You know, they got mean. They got mean without having some nice in there, too, on a lot of those panels. Yeah. And like about clothes and stuff like that. It just... It what it's not a good conversation. Remember when E did Cat Sadler dirty? Over yes, Jason Kennedy. Ooh. Yes, that was kind of the unraveling. <laughs> yeah, and remember in the movie um, Knocked Up with Katherine Heigl, how like badly E was portrayed. Yes, at like you know with her, she needed to lose weight to be on the air and all of that. Oh. Wasn't that sort of like a little ding ding ding? Oh, I forgot about that. Back Elizabeth then. Reese, thank you for that thank delicious you so much, dirt Elizabeth. alert. Thanks, friends. And congratulations uh, on your transition. <laughs> Success. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You want a prize on My Talk 1071. Access. Yes, there's nothing quite this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Who knows what's going to happen? Pew, Colleen, pew, pew, Colleen pew. Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, I have a question. I've why, got an answer. Why aren't you calling? Oh my God, did nobody call? 651 641 1071. The way that this game works, it's a. Uh, a game where we ask uh, five pop culture questions in 30 seconds, and if you answer them all correctly, you can win a prize. But we need a caller. And so when people don't call, then we can't Why talk. aren't you Why calling? Why aren't you calling? 651-641-1071. And also what happens when you don't call is we are then forced to do this thing called tap dancing so hey kelly what are you doing tonight hey thanks for asking um i'm going to a big rager are you really nope you probably shouldn't do that no hey look we got a player yeah who's on the phone today holly who's on the phone house 
It's Steve. We've got Steve on the line, and what is Steve playing for? Steve is playing for one of these. A My Talk 1071 t-shirt. Awesome. All right, Steve, you're ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? Make it extra large. Oh, oh well, okay, it's that kind of day. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Who played Roxy Hart in the movie adaptation of the movie Chicago? Pass. Models Gigi and Bella have what last name? Thornburg? No. <laughs> Reese? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. What times are playing in this Sunday's... What teams are playing in this Sunday's Super Bowl? The Chiefs and the Buccaneers. You got it. Who directed the Indiana Jones film series? Spielberg. What city are Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan sleepless in? Seattle. Who played... Ah! I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge today, but you can try again on Monday. We do it every day at 1230. I do appreciate how quickly... He answered uh, who was playing in the Super Bowl. I didn't even was, like, get the, the question one right. that I didn't even know. What time are they playing? What time are they playing? You don't know and I don't care. All right, fine. Go well, to the internet. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me Google that for you. No, I don't care. I bet it's like two, four, no, four. four. It's later eight, usually. Five. I don't know. Yeah, it's two, four, or five. I think that's It's the a time. time. Um, <laughs> now that we've answered <laughs> all of those questions and made up some more... Uh, we can solve some mysteries. We do that in the form of blind items, which Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ah, celebrity gossip mysteries to solve this afternoon. Here's our first one. If you think the documentary about the singer being released next week is going to be rainbows and unicorns for her freedom, it isn't. NT Lawyer was hoping for more, and this wasn't it. Huh. Wait, whose documentary is coming out? Lady Gaga? But it's something about her freedom. Yeah, think about it, guys. Singer, freedom. 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 Michael, uh, George Michael? No. What are you talking about, freedom? Like, she's in jail? It's a a she, it's a she (laughs) singer. About a freedom movement for a particular singer. A freedom movement. Uh Uh-huh. Freedom movement? Yeah. There's even a hashtag for it. Hashtag free something. Brittany, duh. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. What we is are wrong so with us? Stupid. We're dumber. We don't we even deserve to talk today. Take away our microphones. Jeez. God. Oh man. Yeah. So <laughs> let me fill in the blank for you. If you think the new New York Times documentary about Britney Spears being released on FX and Hulu is going to be rainbows and unicorns for Britney Spears' freedom, it's it isn't. And NT Lawyer was hoping for more, but this documentary is not it. Boo. Yeah. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I didn't expect it to, you know, I mean, I really didn't expect much, so it just seems so obvious. So obvious. Lowered yeah. expectations. I'm not watching. Right. I will. No, will I'll you? probably watch. No. Okay. I'm super watching. Super watching? Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Playing this, that's I don't know. You're awesome. Me. That, I, look at you. I really want to hear that song now. Okay. Hurry, boy, it's raining there for you. Should we do it? Yeah, okay. I feel like we it's should. Friday. Yeah, let's do it. Gonna take a lot to take me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more can ever 
songs. Remember when Weezer did a cover of that and we oh, were God. like, we still just want the original, but yeah. thanks for Thank playing. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's do another blind item. This former A-list singer who likes to direct more than anything else is trying to distance himself from the A-literate sexual assaulter. Mm. He wasn't interested in doing that until now. He's probably wondering if any of his victims will come forward. So the second part of that is probably a Marilyn Manson. Former A-list singer who likes to direct more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like direct movies? Yeah. Hmm. No direct (laughs) dancing bears. I didn't know. Like, Um, there's so many options. (laughs) Okay, a list, a list singer who's a director. Yes. uh, This. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can I just teach everybody our techniques when we have no idea what we're doing? We just keep clarifying the exact same. Wait, former? Are you saying the directs? Here's a connection for you guys to chew on. We talked about a former bandmate of this person yesterday concerning their opinion. Is it a Limp Biscuit person? Okay, who's the Limp So then Biscuit we probably guy? don't know, or I don't, I can admit, I probably don't know who this person is, do I? Um, oh, darn it. What the heck is Are his Are they name? a metal person or a punk person or like one of them it's other kinds of music person. I don't listen to? It's a Limp Biscuit person, and it is Fred Durst. Oh, Thank you. Who I always you get confused with um, Fred. Who's this? The killer Fred? Durst. It's a no. The last name is Durst on that person, but it's not Fred. What is it? Who's the killer? Fred Luntz. <sighs> no, it's... Fred Luntz is like a pollster. Um, Durst. Robert. Robert Durst. Thank Remember you. him? Oh, oh, we were obsessed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what was the name of the docu-series on HBO? The, the killer guy. Uh, not the... No. <sighs> the mm. Jinx? Yes. yes. The life and death of Robert Durst. Boy, you guys, we are batting a thousand today. I would just also like to say very quickly, we got this email from Jules who said, did you ever give the correct answers to the questions that Steve missed? And the answer to that is no. Oh my God, we're so horrible. We're terrible today. We are not doing well. We didn't even get that Britney Spears one. Okay, well, let's go back and answer those questions and then we'll finish solving mysteries. Oh my God, we're all over the place. I know. Okay, Roxy Hart was played by whom in the movie adaptation of the movie? Renee Zellweger. The movie Chicago. Sorry, Chicago. <laughs> Details, Schmeetails. I'm going to have to go Schmeetails here in a minute. Um, <laughs> models Gigi and Bella have what last name? Hadid. And then he got the rest. Okay, now we can solve another mystery. Okay, well, I wish you luck. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because there's no definitive answer for this, okay. but it's odd, so I present you the following blind okay. item. This back-in-the-day A-plus-list mostly movie actor used to own a hot dog stand. He would crash there on a cot after fights with women or on Ooh. a bender. Hot dog stand employees were often fired after the actors showed up and were told by the manager that the actor, quote, didn't feel comfortable. Oh, Weird. Back in the day, A plus list. Like how back in the day? Uh, I have no idea. It could be really back in the day. Could be recent back in the day. I'm gonna say Johnny Depp. Uh, I just feel like he don't a hot dog stand. Did he ever date Madonna? Sean Penn. Is that what you're thinking? Duh. Uh, 
No, I'll tell you some of the names that people are bringing up in the comment section. Some Bill Murray. Bill Murray is one of them, actually. I, yeah, that feels like a Bill Murray-like thing to do. Mm-hmm. Some people also talking about uh, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney and his hot dog stand? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Re- remember the Photoshop baked potato? Yeah. That feels right. That Mickey feels Rooney. right, actually. Um, uh, also, that- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's really about it. Somebody said Harvey Keitel, but I yeah, I, know. I doubt I that. Know. No. I don't know. I like Mickey Rooney or I do Bill too. Murray. I do too. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks, Holly. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are really excited to welcome a guest to the show. We are going to talk to Annie from Alight because uh, right now we are uh, celebrating My Talk Loves Local and Alight is bringing us that entire experience today. So we're going to talk to Annie after this on My Talk 1071. We are so excited on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, because we are focusing all month on small businesses in our community that really need our love. My Talk Loves Local. And uh, today, My Talk Loves Local is presented by Alight, which is a, a local organization that's helping on a global level. And Bradley, you have had a wonderful relationship with Alight, and we have a guest from Alight today. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, Annie Nolte Henning. Um, Annie, you can just call her Annie. Uh, is joining us from a light. We like to keep it real familiar. We just keep familiar. it real cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, cash. <laughs> yes. and Annie is um, going to tell us about some uh, really cool stuff going on at a light and, of course, um, an event taking place tomorrow that you can participate in. But first of all, thanks for joining us, Annie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to talk with you, Brad and Colleen. Always wonderful to get the chance to work with Brad again. Uh, he's the most amazing person in the Alight universe, so always, always happy to uh, join. Um, can you just, for those who maybe don't remember much or aren't familiar with Alight, tell us quickly what Alight is up to and what you guys are doing around the world? Yeah, so Alight's a humanitarian organization. We have an office in Minneapolis, um, and we work closely with refugees and displaced people, economic migrants, folks that have been trafficked, uh, working with them to build meaningful lives. So last year, we worked with a little over 3 million people in more than 20 countries, and we do a lot of the basic humanitarian needs, like getting people shelter, clean water, health care, making sure people stay safe. Um, but that's only part of life. And so, you know, we, we know that a life is filled with joy and connection and purpose, so we aim to help people build that, too. And one area that you have uh, focused on is uh, the border. So why did Alight decide to help on the border? Yeah. So um, Alight is a humanitarian organization, and we've been responding to crisis and families in need uh, around the world for over 40 years. And a few years ago at our own border, we saw people begin dealing with trauma and food scarcity and health issues. 
And these are all issues that alike teams deal with every day around the world in places like Syria and Myanmar and South Sudan. So we felt compelled to respond to a humanitarian crisis in our own backyard. And Annie, we, I want to know more about or I want to share with people more of the work that Alight is doing in general at the border. But I want to make sure in the time that we have uh, you today that we get enough time to talk about this virtual event happening tomorrow. Can you tell us um, a little bit about the event and um, how everybody can participate? Yeah, so we're hosting a virtual event tomorrow, uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., and it's uh, for people all across the world to connect on Zoom with a migrant shelter in Nogales, Mexico, so just right across from, like, Tucson, Arizona. Um, and during this 90-minute uh, event, we'll be meeting each other, cooking a meal together, eating together, screening a short new film, and just having a uh, discussion and a conversation about what it means um, to feel at home and, and what it means to feel to belong. Um, so yeah, it should be it should be a good time. Okay, so I heard something in there that um, sparked my interest, and I know uh, Bradley, uh, we both have active stomachs. Uh, you <laughs> you said something about preparing a meal. So there, I understand that there's a chef from Netflix's Final Table that's going to be part of this event. There is. That's right. So Chef Charles Michel, he's a food educator, he's an activist, and he's going to be leading us um, through preparing a special dish. Uh, with a recipe from one of the migrant families in Nogala. So he's put together a shopping list so that everyone can go out and get their ingredients and follow along tomorrow from their own homes. And then we'll all share a meal together um, across borders from hundreds of miles away. This is that. so cool, right? Like this is just something, you know, we, we were laughing earlier in the show today um, about the fact that uh, it's another weekend and I'm not really sure what we're going right. to do that's any different than any other weekend. But here is yeah. a real thing that people not only can do um, in their own homes, but it, it allows us to connect with people, you know, all over the world. In fact, I imagine you have people all over the world who are registered for this event. We do. We just um, registered over a thousand people. And uh, so there's, yes, it's across time zones. We have people from the Eastern and Western Hemisphere. We have two different migrant communities from shelters in Tijuana and Nogales. Um, We're working alongside a really uh, unlikely cast of characters, the Burning Man community and Catholic nuns. Oh, fun. Um, (laughs) So it's going to be a really um, fun and informative day. You know, Annie, one of the things that um, as a parent, I'm always trying to find creative and interesting ways to remind my children that the world is bigger than just them. Um, So this sounds like a really awesome family-friendly event. It totally is. It's a free, very... Even better. that The price is right. Um, Yes, and we are really encouraging people to bring their kids because uh, we've created a some conversation starters uh, with kids in mind to, to really think about what uh, home and belonging means to them. Mm. And it's also a chance to sit across the virtual Zoom table with kiddos across the border in Mexico and make a meal and um, you know laugh and play and probably be ornery around the around the dinner table. So. Um, yes, very family friendly, free, and anyone can register at the wearealight.org website. 
So we're talking to Annie from Alight, formerly American Refugee Committee, about the event taking place tomorrow that you and everybody listening can be a part of if you so choose. And as she said, just head to wearealight.org. But Annie, one of the components of tomorrow's event is a film screening. Can you tell us a little bit about the short film that people will get to see tomorrow? Yes. So the Burning Man community... um, put together a short film documentary about the shelter in Nogales and a light project there that we call A Little Piece of Home. So during the film, we'll get to meet some of the members of the migrant community who helped transform the shelter. Um, You will get to see the shelter transform and see the change reflected in this like rejuvenated sense of hope and joy of the families there. And then we'll also talk about how people can get involved and help um, create spaces for community all along the U.S.-Mexico border as well. This all sounds so um, so wonderful, so interesting, and so rich. What if, what if um, people aren't able to make it tomorrow at the, at the actual event time? Sure. So you can always learn more or make a donation at our website, wearelight.org. Uh, our next stop, we have some pretty big visions for the next few months. Our next stop is to a migrant shelter that protects LGBTIQ migrants in Tijuana. So it really is a all-hands-on-deck moment, and we're super excited to expand this project to another migrant community in need of change. All right, Annie, so just in conclusion, as we wrap things up here, can you just remind people the easiest way to go um, participate in the event tomorrow? Yes. So go to wearealight.org. Uh, reserve a spot, get your toolkit, get your groceries, or just come and enjoy uh, the show. But we are light.org. We'll have all the information you need. I love it. Annie, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, congratulations. Uh, I'm just a pre-congratulations on such a wonderful event. Thanks so much for having me. Thank, thank you. you, Annie. See you tomorrow. That was Annie from Alight. They are... Uh, today's feature uh, for my talks we love local and when we come back on the colleen and bradley show what's your big super bowl big game snack attack 651-641-1071 we'll take your calls after this on my talk 1071 have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.